Hello and welcome to another Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. And Charlie, today we have a guy that, um, it's funny, just two seasons with the Admirals, or it's parts of three seasons, I should say, but uh, it seems like it longer, like really effective player, a guy who really became entrenched with um, what the Admirals were doing and and just, just a good guy to have around. Yeah, I absolutely. And I think, Aaron... And I didn't, uh, again, my, my show prep wasn't great on this, but I think the first player that we've had on this podcast that went to Canadian University. Uh, so I think. I got to think hard on that one, but you, yeah. may, be, you may be right. You yeah. may be right. Uh, he's former Admirals forward and now an assistant coach in uh, the Quebec Major League uh, in Junior Hockey League with the Charlottetown Islanders. He's Kevin Henderson. I got that right, right, Kevin? Yeah, no, that is correct. Charlottetown Islanders, uh, thanks for your time. Good to see you. How's everything going? Oh, everything's great, guys. No, it's great to be here. Um, but, you know, in my life right now, it's kind of crazy. Uh, this summer I got married, and then uh, my wife, thinks it, she's expecting on Wednesday. Oh, my God. And then, uh, yeah, and then so, uh, tomorrow we have training camp, phase three of training camp, which is uh, – full throttle with the all the veterans and the rookies that made it through so it's uh it's a little busy right now but it's exciting times you're this whole let's say three four year period for you has been crazy busy i mean you played overseas you got into coaching you were a player coach you're getting married you're having a, my goodness man you you're <laughs> packing it all in at once all you need to do is buy a house a car and a dog and you're all set yeah, well, if I could turn this camera around, there's two cats buzzing around my house right now, and we actually we we bought a house because my my wife's from here. So yeah, no, it's been it's been crazy. Like if uh, you know, I it I probably would have played another season to be honest, but this position came up, and she's from here. So to start my you know coaching career for a place where she's from, she gets to come home. Um, it was perfect. It's been great. We have a, we have an awesome team. So it's been a really good experience for me. Have you had you had coaching always been like an aspiration for you? Like you wanted to do. And obviously when you start playing, probably not, Hey, there's a kitty cat. Uh, but did you always want to coach? Uh, to be honest? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I've been very, very fortunate my whole life to be coached by some amazing coaches. Like when I started in junior, my head coach was Pete DeBoer and Steve. Yeah. Uh, then I moved along and then, then I moved along. I went to, uh, university of New Brunswick, Gardner McDougal. He's been coaching there forever. Move a lot of players to pro. And then when I came to Milwaukee or sorry, I went to San Jose. And then when I went to Worcester, Roy summer, it's like the, I think he's the all time winning coach and the winningest coach yeah. in history and <laughs> losing his coach and, and lo- losing his coach. I think he has both records, to be honest. He, and, and he also holds the record for most bole ties worn at games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've, yeah, he, he does some other special things. I've seen him drink a beer out of a cowboy boot. That was an interesting. <laughs> uh, but to go from there and then, and, and then come, come to Milwaukee, you know, Ian Herbers and then Dean Emerson. Wow. Like he's, he's done an amazing job. And then, uh, you know, I, Got traded to Texas. Willie Desjardins was my head coach. He's an NHL coach. We won the Calder Cup there. Um, and then, you know, and then Carl Taylor. I had Carl Taylor as assistant coach after that. So, right. uh, you know, the coaching coaches I've had in my life, they've made a huge impact on me as a player, but made me realize that's something I really wanted to do. Like, I felt like I played the game kind of the right way. And, 
And then, and then all, all these things I've had of, through hockey schools, I've been able to kind of teach these kids. It's just little things I've picked up from everyone else. You have an interesting story on how you literally got started in coaching. You want to uh, tell us that? <laughs> yeah. So I'm playing for Nottingham. Like, again, having an amazing time. I had some of my friends come over. Chris Stewart actually came over and played with me over there. Like, having the unreal time. And I love the coach. But then around Christmas, the owner comes down. He's like, yeah, we fired the coach. So we're all like, oh, geez. And then, like, looks at me. He's like, hey, Hendo, um, you're going to be the new assistant coach. I'm just like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I like no heads up, no heads up. Like he just comes down in the dressing room, like points at me. He's like, Hendo, are you okay with being the new assistant coach? Like Reggie Dunlop style. Was like, <laughs> like, you just so need the leather jacket. I have like half my equipment on. So then I like walk out of the player's room, go into the coach's dressing room. So I'm like, so where to go from here? Like, do you want me to run practice or like, am I in charge of the penalty kill now? Like, it was just like, weird so then I was going into the rink like a couple hours or early like watching video and stuff but then still playing like so it was in it was a good Just, start what a, what a what a spot to be put in I mean like like you said you're one of the guys and now just kind of on a whim you're not one of the guys anymore right you gotta have there's accountability it was be like we would be getting dressed and they'd be talking stuff and they're like oh boys be quiet be quiet the coach is here like just joking around but seriously like seriously and then but then they'd use they start taking advantage of it they're like hendo like strax has us practicing monday tuesday we need monday off for sure so then i'm like give me a second so then i'd leave the dressing room go in the coach hey we need monday off okay see ya <laughs> so like like that it'd be so it'd so just, you would so let me get let me get your day straight so if if practice is at 10 you would get in at eight you're in the you're in the room with the coach till 9 15 or so and then you go in with the boys until 10 or how does this yeah. work yeah so i'd be there early like for example watching some video over like the last weekend things we need to do and then we're going over the practice plan and he'd be like hey you do you have a, i'd be up writing drills and stuff like we're doing this drill today and and then then i just get changed and go on the ice and i mean he, he would be out there with the goalie coach and i'd be doing the drills that that i kind of we kind of agreed upon, but I'd just be doing them and getting ready to play for the weekend. Uh, was there any wow. time where you, where you were arguing for in your coach's office, like coach, I gotta be on the first PP unit. You gotta, <laughs> I gotta be out there. Right. No, I, yeah, no, I, yeah, there was times where I was like, I, this guy's going down. I'm definitely going on power play, like net front power play. And, and he was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the weird one, like, uh, do you remember Tim Wallace played in the American league for? Yes. Yeah. 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 So he's, so this situation is even better. So he's playing against us on a team called Milton Keynes Lightning. And his whole staff gets like fired. Like he is the coach, like the head coach. So I'm we're playing and I'm playing and like the other coach does the board stuff, but he's playing, calls a timeout, grabs the whiteboard, draws up plays. Well, like he, he's in his gear. So he's doing the full Reggie Dunlop styles. Like I was like, still like, at least there was a coach. He was like, there was no coach on their bench. He was just like playing, coming off like, boys, do this. Like, <laughs> that was. How do, you, how do you call line? How do you call line changes? You just got to trust the boys to do it, huh? <laughs> you have to trust the boys to do it, I guess, in that spot. But for me, like, it, that was a great experience, kind of like seeing what I wanted to do. And then actually, like, that following year, I was like in the running to become head coach of that team. Like, and wow. still play? 
No, like just straight head coach. Okay. But then, um, uh, then like, to be honest, I really wasn't ready for that. Like me going to Kitchener and realize how to do, you do like as a player, you just kind of show up to team meetings or like penalty kill meetings or power play meetings. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what to do. But the amount of video I've watched in the last three years is insane. And like, I talked to Fordo about it. Like he's the same way. He's like, it's totally different. Like on the other side, like being in a normal setting. So it's like, I'm in charge of the penalty kill here. I have charge of the face-offs. I got the centerman and I work with the forwards and the coach is good to give me like the first 20 minutes of practice or whatever. So like, he gives me a lot of responsibility, but to be a head coach, I wasn't ready for that, but I'm learning under Jim Holton. He's a very established coach and it's been awesome. Were you a guy that would like write plays down or have keep notebooks, things like that. Or when, when they say you're doing this, you're like, okay, this is what I did in the past and this is what works. So we're going to, I'm going to try to remember how we did this. You know, what? like the one piece of advice I give myself or anyone else like that is interested in, in doing coaching is to do exactly what you said, Aaron is like, there's been a lot of drills that I loved and I don't remember one of them. Sure. Right. I, I don't. And you know what? I, I just go back to my last year playing. Like, that's the most refreshing thing in my brain. Like, you know, short-term memory loss, whatever. But I just can't remember. But there's these great tools online, like the coaches clinics, the NHL's coaches clinics, the coaches association. They have so many tools online for coaches now with, like, a mass amount of playbooks and drills and stuff. And then it all starts coming back. Like, oh, I remember that one. That one was good. But the more or less thing is, like, being able to – teach kids how right. to individually better. Everyone has different styles, but I think that's what's best for me is that I just finished playing and when their bodies are sore or they're mentally not there, like I can tap into that. So I'm more of like the player's coach right now. And it's, it's been awesome. Like I really enjoy it. Well, and they got to respect you, right? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. They would, re- they would know that you played in the NHL. It's not yeah. like you played with, with all due respect. You didn't play for the Nordiques that left town 26 years ago. And you didn't, you know, I mean, you played in the NHL in the last decade. So some of these kids, there may be a hockey card out there for, of you with these kids. Yeah. Like when I do the skill sessions, it's like five minutes of pure skills. And I run that by myself and I, you know, I get out there and do the old, to- the old stuff. And they're like, Oh, you still got it. I'm like, I still got it. But like, no, like you just, you just nailed it. Like, the head coach's job is like, he's, he's the main guy. Like he's yelling, the barking, the orders, blah, blah. And then we always support what he says. But then once those orders are right on, then I'll be on the ice. And then all the kids will just come over to me and like, what am I doing wrong? Blah, blah, blah. Or I'll do individual meetings with them. And you know what it's been, it's so far, it's been awesome. Um, like you said, I have a lot of experience to share with these kids and just from little things that I've learned in the past that people taught me, it, that's, that's what I'm doing right now. I would assume that it's a lot more teaching at the, at the, at the, at the major junior level than it is. I mean, obviously there's coaching, but a lot more teaching than you would find at the AHL and especially the NHL level. Right. Yeah. I mean, right, right now we're, out, we're getting some, getting, getting some of these kids supremely raw, right. They're coming out right. today or, you know, maybe they've ha- haven't had the greatest coach, but they have great skill, but they're still really, really raw, like the rookies or you're getting the phenoms that are, they kind of have it all, but, Mentally, they need to get some work done, but that's exactly right. You're just molding them for the next level. Um, you know, this year was huge. We had five kids drafted and five kids are going to NHL camp. So it was wow. a year for our team. Uh, so 10 players going to NHL camps. Um, you know, in the Nashville, they drafted LaRue. We played against LaRue so many times last year. So like that was a great pick. He's a, he's a great player, but 
you see these kids and, you know, if we can get a couple of them to go to world junior camps and stuff like that, like, um, you know, we have a kid, Lucas Cormier, who I, he will make world juniors in my opinion, but he's, he was drafted by Vegas. Uh, he's one of those hybrid, small hybrid defensemen, but it, it's just cool to watch them from, you get them from year one. And now I see guys in year three, it, that's, that's the most beneficial thing, right? You get them when they're raw and you mold them and try to become a pro. When you were playing junior hockey, I'm looking at your last year in juniors with the Kitchener Rangers. Um, and Charlie, you'll, you'll know pretty, you'll know all of these names. You played with guys that you played with in Nashville and Milwaukee, Matt Hallis, Chuck, Nick Spalling, um, Yannick Weber, uh, Nazem Kadri's on that team, Victor Oreskovich, um, Jakob Kindle was a first round draft pick, Mike Duco, Steve Downey. I mean, all these guys, what a team, my goodness. And you tied for the lead in score in goals that year with Alice Chuck. So did you have a chance to sign free agent or was college all the, always the way to go or what, how, how, how disappointing was it maybe that you didn't go pro after that season you had? And, you know, you, you nailed it. Like, that's also another experience I teach these kids. Like, I was never drafted, so I, I was going to these camps, always trying to have to be better than all the draft picks, so on and so forth. But my last year, I thought for sure I was going to get maybe an NHL deal. Like, I had good size. Uh, all I, I got invited to Chicago's uh, camp in the summer. I had an amazing camp, actually. That how many was, camps, real quick, how many camps did you go to over, the, over your time? I went to six. And six then, camps? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. All, all different, all different teams or. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Like my first camp was Minnesota. I went to LA. I went to Chicago. I went to San Jose. I went to, well, Nashville was my last one. So. Yeah. So we're talking development camp and then, and or rookie, like two different, yeah, so the, the, the summer camp and the then the camp September then camp. Main camp. So yeah. And I went to Pittsburgh as well. Like, so, so my, after my last year, I went to Chicago and I'm like, I had a huge camp, like at Kane and Taze, they were rookies at that camp. I remember like Bufflin was there. All those guys were there and like as their first camps. And I just, I had a really, really good camp. And I remember Dale Talon was like, we're going to give you a contract, like blah, blah. And I don't know what happened. And then, and they made up some excuse that my bike test wasn't that great or something. But I don't <laughs> when I left, when I left that dressing room, I was like the happiest man in the world. Like call my parents, like, oh, I'm going to get a contract. To like the airport to when I landed, the agents like, I don't know if they want to sign you, but they want to bring you to main camp. I'm like, oh, what? Okay. So then I, but then I went to Pittsburgh's camp and you know what? I just had a bad camp. I just had a bad camp to tell you the truth. And then I didn't get signed. I had like American League East Coast deals, but I went another weird route. I went to CIS, but it was awesome there. Like the, the amount, I think they have 25 kids in pro hockey right now. Yeah. First New Brunswick. And they had five of them on that Fort Wayne Comets team that just won. Oh, wow. Your that, that group though, when you, when you talk about CIS, um, it's not the conventional way for a lot of people. It's becoming more prevalent as you mentioned, right. but the pride that you all feel for each other, Joel Ward does something and, and Joel Ward, I think to a person, everybody says is the, the best guy you could possibly have on your team. But whenever somebody from CIS does something, it's so great because it's not just, Oh, he went to my school. It's he played CIS and the pride that you guys have collectively for each other is, is pretty awesome. Yeah. Like Joel Ward, like me and him, he's one of my best friends. He's like a mentor of mine. So it was cool. Like he went CIS and played Nashville. I went CIS played Nashville. Like, 
it was insane. But like we grew up down the road from each other, but he's a great friend of mine to this day. But um, like you said, like it, it doesn't happen very often. So it's kind of, they kind of, you know, just actually crazy. We just, we just played an exhibition game there at my old rink versus St. John's, uh, the sea dog who just played an exhibition game at UNB's rink. So it was kind of cool. I was like showing the coaches, like my names on the wall. Like they, they're, they're very, they're very prideful university about the kids that have moved on and stuff like that. Um, but no, they've done an amazing job there recently that Philip Maia, he played for Hershey, uh, UNB, and then he played in Washington. Um, and he was, a, he was a top player. Like they were, they was about to sign an NHL deal, but the KHL came calling. He just signed a huge ticket in the KHL. So he'd be the, one of the more recent guys that came out of there. But again, it's a, a university just, if, if you don't make it, um, I had a great school package from Kitchener and I used it and it worked out well. That's that's one thing people need to realize that when you go the major junior route, you do get that school package. So I mean that's that's part of the benefit of going that you yeah. do, you do get college uh, paid for afterwards, right? Yeah, because you're yeah, not on like, a scholarship at college at Canadian University, right? Like they don't offer scholarship. No, they're not. You don't no, get a full ride. No, they're not. They don't announce it like anything like that. Like obviously, you know, the school package you get goes towards tuition and books. Yeah. And then, you know, so you're going to school for free, but it's called tuition and books. You kind of, it's not called a conventional scholarship like NCAA, but, um, you know, they kind of find ways to get you some, you know, money if to work at hockey schools there or something like that. So, you know, but they, they make sure you're taken care of for sure. And when you're, you you're go, less, go ahead, real, real quick, I was going to say, when you go then, when you, when you enroll, um, are you thinking you're, I mean, what are you, are you going for a degree? Are you, I mean, what's, what's the plan there? Can no, yeah, for, degree? Sure, for oh, sure. No, definitely. I mean, I, you know, loaded up, like I, I took as many courses as I could year one, you know, and but year one, we lost in the finals. So we lost to Alberta, uh, you know, which is a perennial power, Alberta. Her, Herbers went. Ian went there, yeah. Came from there. Yeah. Um, so we lost. Them Claire, the Claire Drake, right? Claire, yeah. I mean, Claire Drake. Yeah. Doctor Randy Gregg. I mean, that's that's a t- that's a school there. That's yeah. Power. And, um, and then my second year, uh, again, I took a little bit shorter course load, but I was like, I had a huge season my second year. I put up like fifty. Yes. And then. Um, and then I you put up 50 points in 28 games. Yeah. It's not like we, you put up 50 points in 72 games, which yeah, is still good. We, yeah. And we won, we won, we won the national right. championship that year. So, uh, but it, you know, we played teams we, like exhibition. We played like BU when they won, they beat us in overtime. We played BC, like all their top guys were playing. So that was a cool experience. We, we played games at, at BU, like, you know, Gardner set up these matches for us, like to get us prepared for, for whatever and also to compare ourselves to some ncaa teams uh, we played in maine like stuff like that but the so after we won you know i was getting some nhl interest but like so i have to still go back to school and finish my courses but i'll never forget i'm in class and my phone rings and it's like i answer it and it, it goes hey kevin Hold on, do you answered it in the middle of class well i i i, I do like the old <laughs> yeah and Duck then down and, and be quiet yeah. down and then i'm like hello it's like a weird number he goes hey kevin it's pete DeBoer. i'm like pete DeBoer. i haven't talked to you in a while he goes hey uh you know just want to let you know our story it was just before just before we were going to national championships he goes i just want to let you know i'm sending a scout to go watch you play all you have to do is take the puck to the net and finish all your checks i'm, I'm like 
<laughs> like I kind of I have to score. Like they right. He goes, he goes, I don't care if you score any goals, take the puck to the net and finish your checks. I'm sending our head scout to go watch you. I go, okay, Pete. See yeah. So we and he's at Florida at this time? Florida, yeah. Okay. So we end up winning, and then he and then he goes, We're flying you out to Florida. You know, we're gonna watch you. We're, we're, we're gonna fly out to Florida, watch us play. They're playing Pittsburgh. So I fly out to Florida. I leave school. I fly to Florida, blah, blah. I go for dinner with Pete, meet the GM in the morning. They're like, we want to offer you an NHL contract. So I'm like, holy smokes. Like, I'm getting offered an NHL contract from CIS. Go back to school. Same phone starts ringing. San Jose. It's Doug Wilson calling from San Jose Sharks. We're, we're about to win the President's Trophy for the best team in the league. But we want to <laughs> sign you. I'm just like, what, what? the heck is going on here? <laughs> Columbus calls like other teams were calling. I'm like getting all these NHL contracts. I never had after two years of CIS, my phone is blowing up. Do you have an agent at this time? Yeah, I had an agent. And so though, a lot of people in life have a shoulda, woulda, coulda. I did not sign with Pete DeBoer and the Florida Panthers. I signed with, uh, you know, San Jose Sharks, but you know, as crazy as it, it was, San Jose Sharks, Paul, Paul Fenton's son, PJ Fenton was in yeah. Worcester. Yep. Okay. He stayed, so he was around there. He saw me a little bit. I owe everything to Paul Fenton. So I got injured. So I, after my two years uh, in San Jose, they didn't qualify me. So I get injured. I get injured in uh, Portland Pirates training camp. I, I break my rotator cuff, my subscap right off. So now no contract, no team, nothing. So I, and after training all summer, I'm getting ready to go to have a huge year because I'm a free agent. So now I'm done. I'm done till February. So my phone starts, my agent starts trying to think like who would have seen him. Paul Fenton saw me only with PJ and sure. like, I'll give this kid a chance. Like I'll give Kevin Harrison a, just a trial just to see like, who knows? So I go, I go to Cincinnati for some, for some conditioning. I play three games there and then they called me up just like they said. I remember I got called up in Oklahoma. So hers is like, we're going to get you in line, blah, blah. But then he's like, Sorry, you can't play tonight. And then morning skate, Jeffrey on gets traded. Yeah. <laughs> that was your trip. first trip, really? That was your yes. first trip to yeah. Wow, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Je- yeah. Jeffrey on gets traded morning skate. Like something weird's going on. Like, yeah. Jeffrey on leaves the ice, gets traded. So then he's like, well, her was like, you're just going to slot in with uh, Pusinen and Lodgen in. I'm like, with the Finns. I'm like, okay, no problem. So I just played with them. We had instant chemistry like i think i got a goal and assist go back to milwaukee i scored two goals like things are going perfect like instant chemistry with these fins and like then obviously pustin broke his kneecap but that, if it wasn't for paul fenton like just give me a chance and then at the end of that year and then obviously i hooked up with van gilder and flynn for playoff stuff yeah at the end of that year i got an nhl contract from nashville so it was like it was just crazy like even if i signed with florida and hopefully things would have worked out but San Jose, it was able, Fenton was able to see me there for that little bit. And then that's how I got to Milwaukee. But it's, it's that everybody says it, right? I mean, you're the, you're the living embodiment of the cliche that somebody's always watching because Paul would show up and I mean, Charlie and I would see it. He'd be in Milwaukee, but his, his kid is playing at six o'clock instead of seven. So we're at the Bradley center. He'll watch the end of PJ's game just to, just to see how PJ is doing. Right. And then pay attention to what we're doing. I mean, so that's where he, that's probably how he starts to see you or at least sees you a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like, and so he gave me the, that opportunity and like, 
And then I signed with Nashville that next year. And I, like, as I said, I owe like that whole rest of my career to, to Paul Fenn. He was amazing for me. Wow. So you were, let, let's talk about that first year uh, that you were in Milwaukee, right? Ian Herbers is the coach. Uh, it was sort of a tumultuous, a bit of a tumultuous year because Kirk Muller had started the year, but you hadn't been there. No. Um, and then you come in and Herbie is there. And it's sort of like the team sort of scuffled along, uh, but at the end really caught fire. And uh, like the, 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 maybe the, I don't want to say turning point, but it was like this big party at, it was 80 degree days in March in Milwaukee. <laughs> and it's this big party at a couple parties at the beach. Yeah. And I heard you were the guy that brought the stuff. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> that's what, at least that's what Blummer says. It's, it's Blummer says it's his idea, but you're bringing all the stuff along. You had the wiffle ball stuff. You right, had whatever. The ball. Exactly. Oh man. No, like John Blum, like we had a great group of, group of guys there, like Fordo, like it was insane. Like, uh, you know, just that it was the beach days. It was a hundred percent the beach days that brought us all together, but we went on a crazy run and, you know, we had great chemistry and we all just kind of played for each other. But I, you know, both years in Milwaukee, we had, amazing 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 team but also just the, the guys on the team were awesome like they brought when as soon as I got there like I I got there and I was living in Bartley's like so it was Victor Bartley uh and who else was living in that apartment John Blum and Scott Valentine those three yeah. guys were roommates in one condo building and I stayed in a blow-up mattress in Victor Bartley's room that's right thing <laughs> because so, they're like as soon as i got they were so welcoming they're like we have a huge Vic, victor bartley has a huge room like you can just get a blow-up mattress and sleep in so big so i literally went to walmart bought a blow-up mattress and was sleeping in victor bartley's room in a blow just in the corner so we had a four-man condo going on and it was just things like that like and then yeah and then we had a good run and we made it to the playoffs but unfortunately my first my two years in milwaukee two round first round exits yeah, yeah. Well, that's where that's where pesky ads came from. Right, that, that year, team? that yeah. very year was pesky yeah. ads. Yeah, is that yeah. team? I have I have a picture where I'm bombing you and and Blummer actually at uh, the Harley Davidson Museum. At, oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, there was that. Plus, there was of course the April, April Fool's Day uh, yeah. bench clear with the Rockford IceHogs. That was that was wild. Never never been a part of anything like that before, but that was great. Talk, talk take us through that. What was it like from your perspective? What did you see and how did you get involved? Yeah, from, I mean, from your yeah. beginning. Where did where right. did you see it start? Well, I just remember like I remember Lada getting into a fight and all I remember is him seeing like he had his all his clothes off and like me <laughs> that year were like mates and I was like, What's going on over there, man? Like he just like has no clothes on and I'm like Okay, and then I was just looking at him in the box, and then next thing you know, like, there's an absolute carnage going on at, with Smitty and Flick. I'm like, holy smokes, like, everyone's getting on the ice. Like, let's just get in the ice, and it was just, like, I was on the bottom of a couple piles, but it was just, I don't know. Like, and then then I remember, like, spraying off, having someone, and just seeing, like, everyone on the ice. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> just like i've never been a part of anything like this in my life and it all happened pretty fast it happened happened really fast we we've had chris Mueller on here and he says the fastest he's ever skated in his life was over the boards 
and down to the other end. Into that corner. Yeah. Into that corner. Exactly. Exactly. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And Mules. Jeez. Mules just wins. Loves winning Calder Cups. <laughs> <laughs> but I was fortunate. I got to play with him in Texas. Like he was like an, another reason I got to go to Texas with him because I was to play with him in Milwaukee. And when that little like transfer thing happened, like Mules is like, we need to get Hendo on the team. And that was a crazy year too, obviously. But it was it was fun. It was good to win. Like spending six years in that league that was kind of like my stanley cup so sure of course of course you mentioned you were on the bottom of piles in that in that skirmish we've we've talked with van gilder about this and and others and they say what you do is you find the guy you know and you just kind of stand there right but you (laughs) but you got into the piles you got into the piles like i was in there i was in there pretty early like and then guys are like flying over my head and stuff (laughs) They're coming in so fast that they're just smashing boards, like trying to grab people. Like, uh, yeah, like I was, I was at the bottom, like remember looking up at all the stuff happening above me, like in slow-mo, like in like a war movie, like you're caught on the bottom of the pile and you see all these people like just flying all over the place. just, yeah, just trying to get up. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was like, I show people that video all the time. Like, I can't believe that. I'm like, neither can I. And I was on the ice. So right. when that when that ends, you go to the they they kick everybody to the locker room. Um, when you're in the locker room, is adrenaline going? Are you guys coming down? Are you laughing? I mean, what do what's all going? I mean, are you laughing about Lada being undressed and getting through the whole thing? What I think like we're just doing it was like there's like a little bit of shock, like what just happened, and then it's also like that was awesome, and then it's like <laughs> screw those guys, and it's yeah. Like, as soon as this whistle ends, like we're going to get them next game. Like it's like a whole mix of emotions, but uh, like we had a, I mean, we had a tough team. Like that was like Fordo Stortini. Yeah. Uh, Brody DuPont. DuPont, Lada. Like we had a, like, and I mean, Rockford's always been like the rivals. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I didn't, I still to this day, very confused of what was going through Flick's mind to actually think to even attempt this but i mean that's it was, I, I don't know what goes through his head uh, here we here we go yeah it, it was mean, on orders of his coach oh so okay they're supposed to get in smitty's head and then smitty actually threw the first punch uh so, so flick is just supposed to come down and, and maybe come to the top of the just jam, yeah and just jaw just jam. but smitty sees him coming he's smitty's getting a drink of water from the from his net facing the glass and he sees flick coming in the reflection the He's, reflection of the glass like maybe flick's gonna snow him or whatever and smitty's just like decides to turn around and pop him and, <laughs> and, and during and, a tv commercial timeout yes yeah. which 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 and, and there again like i've said i'm so embarrassed by how i called this because i didn't see that it was a tv break and i never saw how it started and um Doug Agnew, I think, is the only one we've talked to. Well, there's been a couple. Mule saw it, I guess. There's been a few yeah. people that saw how it started, but Aggie's the first one who told us all of this, and then Smitty right. has but since confirmed. Flick, Flick so. is the one who got the hammer from the NH or from the AHL, right? Yeah. He was the one that got in the most trouble, even though it was Smitty. And I do remember, like, uh, the AHL asked us, "Do we have any more video of this?" Ah, uh, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I, we don't have any more video. Like, when you when you Google it and watch it, it's like we're at a commercial, but then you Sims, you start like screaming, like we're going, blah, blah. so it like goes right to the thing. Like, yeah, on. yeah, yeah. That's that, and that's the feed, right? That's the yeah. They were they were recording everything from the from inside the building, and yeah, that was um, it was that was something else. Did you see 
Uh, did you see Herbie go after Ted Dent? Oh, I, I didn't, but that wouldn't last very long. In my no, opinion. that would not be pretty. He is a monster. <laughs> and he's got hands that are about the size of a hockey glove. Yeah, he would be like, just like Kane in wrestling, just pick him up and <laughs> <I'm> down. <laughs> he was a beast. That, yeah. that next year, you get, as you mentioned, Dean comes in as the head coach, and it seems like I mean, it's a lot of the same guys. You have um, you have a great season, 17 goals on the season. It's you win the playoff game against Texas that year uh, in the first in the first round. Um, unfortunately, lost the next few. It was tough to score goals for either team in that yeah. series. The way Magnus Helberg was playing and and their goalie uh, uh, was playing uh, Nilstorp. Um, but my goodness, I mean, what a what a year that was, the 12-13 season. And through all of that, you get your call up to the National Hockey League. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Um, so, like, again, chemistry, like me, Lada, and Van Gilder became a line. And it was, yeah. we were starting every game, playing against other teams' top lines, but, like, scoring all the time. Like, I think I had 17. Van may have had 15 or 16, but he, all, he had, like, 50 points. Lada, same thing you know, showcases himself well enough to get to that trade, but yeah, that right. insane trade. No, we, you guys love, but some people don't talk. He doesn't, whatever. He was a part of that trade. And then, um, but for me, like, yeah, that was, it all came together. Like it was the best year I've ever had, obviously. And I'll never forget it. Like, you know, Harris has us down for like the Milwaukee Brewers game, like our team and, and, you know, where they hit the home runs, you can have that area in the home run, yeah. the right field yeah yeah. um so we had a team outing we're in milwaukee just the baseball game's going on and we're having a couple beers you know enjoying ourselves having a great time and dean came up to me and he's like hey hendo you should probably stop drinking i'm like why he goes well you're getting called up to the nhl i'm like this is a joke he's like no like you're getting called up to nhl i was like holy smokes like this is like amazing like it was hard to get there whatever but this is like a dream come true and all the boys are there, like, super happy. I remember I go, he's like, you're going to play against the Blackhawks. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's my dad's favorite team growing up. Like, Bobby Hall, the Blackhawks. It's like, in Chicago, I'm like, holy crap. Like, this is insane. So, right. call my parents. They're like, okay, so, like, what's next? Like, we're driving right now. We don't know what to do. I'm like, just, I'll get tickets figured out. And then, like, scored, like, the worst goal ever. But... <laughs> It, it went back and forth, didn't it, it? They said you had it, then you didn't, then yeah, you did, then you didn't, yeah. right? It was back and forth. But to score, anyways, in that game, like they were back. If they won that game, they were, they won the President's Trophy, and like it was sold out. Like crowd was going insane. Like, but you know, it was also cool to play that game with like Beck and Blum and those guys like that. But um, it was amazing. And then like to give my dad the puck after the game, like it was it was an absolute dream come true. Where is that puck now? Uh, it's just hanging up over there in, in my room on a mantle. They made a nice little plaque. Put a plaque together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That, that's amazing. You know, they, so your parents drove down to Chicago. Uh, mm -hmm. now, nowadays, most contracts have it so that the NHL team is, they pay once a guy makes his NHL debut, they pay to fly the parents in. I mean, that hasn't happened in a couple of years. Um, so the fun, the funny thing was, so. I don't know what, so I, I play Chicago on, I believe it was Saturday night, but the thing is, so I don't get like the, so as soon as the game's over, 
my because I played we were in the running for the playoffs there I played so many I played I think I played seven games in 11 days like not even kidding you right AHL so as soon as that game was done in Chicago my parents drove their car to the loading dock and they tossed my bag in the back of their car because I had to play the wolves at two o'clock on Sunday And I got a, I got two goal our goal and assist in that game. So I was like, in a matter of 24 hours, I scored against the Blackhawks and the Wolves on Sunday. And then I got called back up to Nashville because I played Detroit or in Detroit on like Tuesday or Wednesday. And then back to Na- Milwaukee, then up to Nashville, like because we were like in the hunt for the playoffs. So I was like, literally, right. I literally was on paper for Na- for Nashville for games. I practiced with them once. Really? Wow. Four, yeah. You had one practice? One practice. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was like up, down, up, down, up. Who did down. you skate with in Nashville? What's that? Who did you play with? Who, who, who was your line in Nashville? Uh, uh, so my, my first game, uh, I was uh, in Chicago. I was on fourth line with uh, Mules and geez, why am I he was an American kid. Mueller and damn it. Forget his name, but he was a good player. Right. Um, and then, so then Taylor Beck gets a concussion. Taylor Beck gets a concussion against Chicago, and I got moved up to play with Forsberg and Leguan. Not wow. bad, huh? I scored early, <laughs> and they're like, well, you got to go play up with, with those guys. So, like, I would play, like, that line, and then I'd go back to the fourth line. I remember I, I was so excited slash tired. I remember going on the ice for one shift in Chicago. It wasn't Brandon, it wasn't Brandon Yip, was it? Um. No, it was okay. he. He was a he was a right winger, great shot. He played in San Antonio, uh, smaller. Uh, Bobby Butler. Yeah, Butler. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. That's exactly what it was. It was Mueller and Butler, and then um, so then I got moved up with Leguan and Forsberg, and then I remember what I was playing like everything happened so fast. I remember going on the ice and just did one hot lap of the rink and came right off. Like it was a meaningless shift, but I was so tired. And so like so much emotions going through my body. I was like, what is going on? Like going out there, just quick lap and getting off and changing. But, and then in Detroit, I played with Forsberg and Leguan full time for the, well, for the rest of the games I played with those guys. So. Wow. 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 That's not. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was, it was awesome. And then I signed a two year deal with Nashville and then. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Just, I, I, I had, I was loving everything there. And then I don't know, they, they brought some more guys in and obviously I got moved to the duck to, to yeah. disappointed. Yeah. I mean, it worked out. He won a championship and all of that stuff, but you, this is kind of like you had said, you had kind of a major starting to make your mark here. Yeah. And I had all intentions of staying there for all those years, like which would have equaled out to about four years there and what, and who knows after that, but I, I wanted to stay and everything. It's just, I don't even know, like me and Dean, like it wasn't him or anything, but we had such an amazing relationship this year one, like everything was awesome. And then I don't like if it was something, just something just went the wrong way, like a little bit through the year. Like I, I was in and out of the lineup, you know, we had, we had a lot of depth, but um when I yeah, when I got that trade over to Texas, like that was that was an insane year. Like I, I almost played over a hundred I almost played close to hundred games that year. My body was destroyed by the end, but it worked out well. So 
yeah. it worked out okay. Like uh, yeah. you go to Texas and boy, pretty pretty impressive team yeah, uh, yeah. down there. And you guys go on and you and you win the Calder Cup. Like take us through. Uh, that whole just go through the whole playoffs for us. And, well, you and go from the disappointment. Like you go from the disappointment to the highest you can get. Right, absolutely. in the American Hockey League. Yeah, like to to leave and you know paper traded for Wati, whatever. But like just to go there and fill that his role and like I went right in there just the same way I came into Milwaukee the first day. Like you know trying to be open with everyone and just work work as hard as I possibly could. And Willie Desjardins like. I got along great with him. He just, he wants people to work as, as much as they can. And having Mueller there was a you know good starting point for me. I knew him well, obviously. And then, uh, yeah, we had a great team. So it was, you know, we won first round and then the second round versus Toronto, the, the conference finals, well, the conference finals versus Toronto was the hardest round. We lost, we won in seven games there, but they had a stacked team. Now that, that, that series was crazy. And then when we went to, to Newfoundland to play those guys. So we, we split game one and two in the finals. So we had a chartered jet out to with both teams, right? Both teams. So who's sitting in the front, who's sitting in the back, uh, whatever. There was weirdness about that. Anyways, we get in the plane, we, we land in Newfoundland and we play game three on, I let's just say we game play game three on Monday. The following game four isn't until the next Tuesday. Eight there days. Home, there was a home show in the rink. <laughs> so we're like, what is going on here? So there's a home show in the ring, and they just built the Jack Astors. <clears throat> so let's just say the, the Texas Stars for sure had a fun couple days at Jack Astors. Uh, <laughs> Will, Willie was like, I'll see you at the rink on Thursday. On <laughs> Thursday. Hit the rink for four days. Wow. And like, what are we going to do? And anyway, so it was crazy. So Just don't fall off the rock. We had a couple of good times, uh, a couple of good nights, a couple of good team bonding nights. That's yeah. There you go. Team bonding team. A couple, nights. A couple out, of out beach, on George Street. I a assume, couple of beach huh? nights on George Street. Yeah. We got <laughs> our chemistry was through the roof going into practice and like, some guys barely even made practice that Thursday, but we pulled it together for that. And we won three overtime games in a row or something. Like it was nuts. Like, and then, uh, yeah, we won. It was, it was crazy. Like, but then we had to take that charter jet home at like, after he won at like six in the morning the next day. So some guys were, weren't feeling too great on that, that flight home, but it was all worth it. Yeah. Was it the same plane? You know, same. Yeah. The same, same plane. Cause like we won in, we won in six, so we were going to take it back to our to Texas to finish off. Right, right. We we're supposed so, to charter with them, so we had the whole plane. Guys are like laying in the middle of the plane, like <laughs> laying in the laneway, like everyone was laying across, like on the ground, like pillows, like. So at uh, that point, it was just we won. We didn't. They didn't care. So I think I heard, if I remember correctly, there was like an eighty degree temperature difference from when you took off in Texas that day to go like uh to go from texas to newfoundland 80 degree temperature difference between texas the temperature in austin and what the temperature was out in st john's uh, <laughs> we had some nice days in st john's but yeah it wasn't this it wasn't the same yeah no we won in sorry they won one game so we won in five three overtimes but we were supposed to fly back with them for game six or seven if if it happened but yeah no it was uh, we actually enjoyed st john 
a lot, obviously, but um, no, yeah, George Street and that Jack Astor's. The World Cup was going on at the same time, so it was it was fun. How much is that time difference? Screw. Uh, is there a concern about that time difference screwing you up? Uh, well, <laughs> at the start, but then when you have eight days before your next, you, game. you have time to adapt. Yeah, <laughs> like the home show took precedent. Like that's like they've had these weird contracts with the town in that rink, like. I don't know if you follow around, like the ice caps are there. They're not there. Then the, the, the growlers are growlers, all, yeah. they're not there. Like it, it's that rink in the town. So, but yeah. it worked out. Guaranteed yeah. money with the home show. That's for sure though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's scheduled in. Um, so after your time in Texas and you play one more season in Texas and then you become a free agent, right? Yeah. So, I mean, difficult to, I mean, now you got to find work. I mean, that's free agency is not, it's not fun. Is it? It's, I mean, there's, there's an excitement to it, I suppose, but it's, it's really not fun. No, it's not like for, for anyone, like, I mean, there's all kinds of, at this point you're older, right. You're considered a veteran. And, you know, when we, when we played, like when we were playing, you know, Grand Rapids when we were playing for Texas or even in, when we were in Texas and Milwaukee back in the day, we would fill the vets because the vets were good for the young kids, whatever. But yeah. around my, that year when I was doing the free agency, they were kind of lowering the number of vets they wanted on the team in the American League. They wanted to just go pure young. And I totally understand that. Like prospects are definitely the the, the new wave, the future. Um, so it was a little bit harder to find work that year. Um, it went all the way to the end and into the, into the year. And then I just... I went to Quad City because I, I was somewhat assured that I was going to go up to Iowa. But unlike that conditioning stint I did in Cincinnati to go to to Milwaukee was three games. Now I'm in Iowa for all these games, and I'm like I'm out of here. So I went to Finland, top league in Finland, and it was great. I mean, I hurt my groin in Finland, but that was an amazing league. Like I wish I could have stayed there longer. Like I was playing against like. You know, Pustinen was there at that point, and Lodge right. was there. Like, uh, you know, Line A was there at that point. Aho was there. Like, the league was crazy good. Um, Lodge actually became like one of the best players in that league. Like, yeah, yeah, he's been, like world championships and stuff. Like, it's, when he left Milwaukee and to go back over in Europe, he's dominated. Like, it, 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 he always seemed like a, he was the quietest, right? Like, yeah. of all those guys, it, it, that year there was Timo, Timo Laxo and Ate Engren and that group of guys, Yuso uh, Pustin, and as you mentioned, but Yanni was the, the quiet guy. Yeah. And it just never seemed like, like that, that he ever had the confidence so much to do anything in North America. In, in Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And then when he went back over there, he was just comfortable at home. And obviously Pustin's had an amazing career in Europe too. Um, I think another. That guy's a, a pretty funny guy too. Pretty. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's an interesting, interesting character. Yuso Pustin is. Yeah. Yeah. So then I, yeah. So I went to Finland and I went to Slovakia. I went to Denmark and then uh, finished in, in England and Nottingham, but I was so happy. I played in Nottingham. It was like the, it was like the funnest time I've ever had, like in hockey, like you're having beers after in the dressing room after you win, like stuff like, like, right. Like, and you're playing in front of like 8,000 fans and they're just. And they treat it like a soccer match, right? Like that's, so, yeah, how, they, that's how they're, they're doing sports. soccer chants and stuff. It's, it's nuts, but I, loved it i loved it uh, i got to travel a lot after that so it was nice that's yeah, what i was gonna talk with mark van gilder and he said his advice to any young player would be somewhere along the way go to europe because of what you just said you can it's it's an intent it's a competitive brand of hockey 
it is intense, but you get a couple of days here and there to go do stuff. You get the month break for the Spangler Cup or the World whatever it might be. Like there are, there's a plenty of opportunity and it's inexpensive to see the rest of the world. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. Like we had two days off and next thing you know, we're in Ireland, we're in Ireland. Like we're in, we're in Dublin, just going to like some iconic bars. We're at the Guinness factory drinking the <laughs> Guinness you'll ever have in your life. And then you just fly back for like 20 pounds, which is like 40 bucks. Yeah. And you're like, okay, where are we going next? Okay. We'll go to Barcelona. <laughs> you know just in and out right it's, it's like say you're going to it's like oh we'll go to chicago for the weekend if you're living in milwaukee yeah and and then that was another thing like when i was assistant coach they're like hendo we don't need monday we need monday and tuesday off so now we're getting like two days off so i'm like absolutely <laughs> we do and we're booking trips it's just like it was crazy but were you were, were you the- winning games yeah, like we were in like... Oh, if you're winning games, then it's no problem to have Monday and Tuesday yeah. off. That's, that's the point, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, we were winning. We were winning. We, we always had a... We have, well, Nottingham and Cardiff are always like the top teams there. So, yeah, we, we, we did good. We did good. Where is the favorite place that you've traveled to while you were playing in Europe? Uh, like, not for hockey, just like that you went and... Like, oh, saw. Uh, well, it, it was Rome for sure for me. Uh, I proposed to my wife in, in the Coliseum. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was so I, I, so I, you know, like in a ring box, obviously. God, if you would have been turned down there, my goodness, that would have yeah, been. Yeah. yeah. The ring box is pretty thick, right? Like it's a big square. Like, so you could tell something was sticking out of your pocket. So I had to take this ring box and put it in like my underwear section, like in the, in the, you know, frontal section. Yeah. <laughs> so it wouldn't stick out anywhere really weird. But then you're in line to get into the Coliseum and they have the wand. And they wand you, yes. Wands. So I'm like, I'm ha- I have to drop down on one knee in this line. Like, we're not even in yet. I have to just go down on, as soon as I get buzzed, like, I got to drop down. Like, will you marry me? Like, in the line. So he just does the back swipe. And then I just kind of like bolt in there. So now I'm in. I'm like, I'm in. And then I was like, we're doing the tour. I'm like, I got to find like a ledge or something. And I dropped down and there was like a couple hundred people watching and it's kind of cool. Like I proposed her and then like the galleries all clapping for us. Like it was, it was awesome. So yeah, no, definitely, definitely Rome. Uh, Italy was amazing. Yeah. That's an awesome story. It is. Yeah, it was cool. That's a great story. So now great. as you're settled in with the cats and the house and the, and the baby on the way and, and all of this stuff uh, and, and you got, you also, by the way, have a hockey season that you got to worry about. Yeah, you know, we were and we were super, super lucky last year. We were we were able to play. Uh, you know, the only major junior, you know, major hockey league team to play, yeah. which was awesome for our kids. They got a lot of exposure. You know, a lot of them got drafted. Um, but you know, just for them to play, just for them to be on the ice. And I felt terrible terrible for everyone that couldn't. Uh, but we have a, an exciting team this year. We're uh, hoping to go for it for sure. So uh, we're, we're looking, we're looking really good. So it, it's exciting. It's definitely exciting. And um, yeah, as I said, training camp full throttle tomorrow, we're done with the rookie stuff. We got the the vets coming down, closing down to our main numbers and, and uh, October 1st is game one. When you're talking rookies, how old are you, are you talking? 15 year olds? What are you? 16s? What? 16s? Yeah, 15, 16 year olds. But like last year, we were, we were unable to see the Quebec kids. So now we have like 16, 17 year old rookies because we weren't okay. weren't able to bring them over last year. Sure. Uh, 
So yeah, some rookies would be 16, 17, but uh, we didn't have many spots available on our team this year, only like four or five, because we were deep, pretty deep. But um, all the all the all the all the junior hockey levels teams are playing the Maritimes and Quebec's playing, so like they'll all be playing this year, which is. You didn't see the kids in Quebec, so you're saying your team was basically all Prince Edward Island kids. Um, so the kids that we knew were going to be on the team, we were able to bring over. You could bring them in late for two weeks. Okay. So, so we only brought over the Quebec kids that we knew because they were definitely on your team. Yeah. Yeah. It's expensive to bring a whole training camp of, of Quebec draft picks sure. in a hotel for two weeks and then see them for another week. Like it was, you know, we don't have the biggest budget in the CHL or not like, like the London Knights or Rangers. We, we just brought in the, we brought in our main guys, but this year we were able, they were all able to come over. You know, they're all double vaccinated, whatever. And um, so, yeah, now now they're back home. Some of the cuts we made, but yeah. yeah. How was the how's the travel for play? You're you're playing on an island. Is it sort of like playing in Texas, where uh, you just have to you're out you you leave home, you go you're gone for a week or ten days, and you play five or seven games, and then you come back. Yeah, like when we go to like northern Quebec, way up there, and like Rouen, Noranda, or or Val d'Or, like that's like 17, 18 hours away. So it's like, you're gone for like a week. It's a bomb up there. And then you'll do like, you'll hit like four or five teams. So you're gone for, yeah, you're definitely gone for a week, 10 days. Does it start with a flight up to one of those cities and then you uh, bus from there? Or bus? Is it- no, just bus. Just you get a bus. Sometimes you take a ferry, you get that bus on the ferry and you ferry across, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's not as bad as like the WHL team. Some of the WHL, oh, oh gosh, Spokane, yeah, 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 yeah. Winnipeg to Spokane, yeah. But last year we only played two teams. It was crazy. Like we only played Halifax and Cape Breton. Like, huh. like yeah, we finished first in the league, but we only played those two teams. Like so, we're, we're we only got like access to be able to go to them, and they got access to come to us with you know getting shots. And as I was you know saying, I I'd been you know, tested like 55 times last year. We were only able to go from the rink to home since February 1st. I couldn't go to the grocery store, Tim Hortons, nothing. I was literally just the rink. So I love staying at the rink, stay at the rink forever or home. Cause as soon as I got saw, we got saw the grocery store or restaurant or something, then our uh, health officer would have known and they would have shut our team down. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's like, crazy. so, you know, we, we gave up a lot. Like, I mean, for the to have the year go as it did, like it was crazy. You turned into a little bit of a hermit, but as I said, it was all for the kids and they got to play. That was the main thing. So we were yeah. fortunate. Yeah. Charlie, anything else? No, I think I, I think that's it. I mean, Kevin, we do have we always have, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Harry. Kevin, we always ask at the end of these, uh, when you think of your time in Milwaukee, what do you think of? Oh, geez, like it's you know, from Harris all the way down to the whole entire organization was amazing. Um, I, th- I think about just being accepted coming into the team that, you know, was obviously doing well and they brought me in and gave me my shot and obviously getting a chance to play in the NHL. I, I would never have made the NHL with, without Milwaukee. So as they say, the road goes through Milwaukee. Uh, that was definitely the case for me, but, um, I owe a lot to definitely the Milwaukee Admirals, but you know, guys like you, everyone in the staff there was, it was an amazing organization. So can't thank you guys enough. Well, we can't thank you enough for doing this, for your time here, and for uh, for always being accessible for us. We really appreciate that. It's uh, it's nice to keep in touch with people that you admire and that you like. And uh, 
and you're definitely fit into that group there. So we really appreciate you. Best of luck with everything. My goodness, you got a lot going on in your life, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah. all exciting, and it's all yeah. good, and it, it's right. that's fantastic. So congratulations. <laughs> my my only recommendation for you would be get a, get some extra sleep tonight and tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone says. That's the number one recommendation: sleep. Sleep. Oh, yeah, definitely for sure. But thanks, Charlie, and thanks, Cindy. Uh, anytime, I uh, appreciate you guys always, and thanks for everything. All the best. That's uh, former Admirals forward Kevin Henderson. Thanks for listening to this Milwaukee Admirals podcast. Thank you.